It's wild card weekend. And for you football lovers, this is a great time to be a fan. The national championship was played earlier this week. I think it was on Monday. Alabama, a.k.a. Goliath, did not actually win the title this year. So for the people who are fans of the University of Georgia or bet some good money down in the game or on that team earlier this season, you got to be happy as shit right now. And then you fall right into a weekend packed with nothing but NFL playoff games. Six of them to be exact. So today on the Ad Podcast, I'm joined by the writer and editor of Cowboys Coffee Talk, Yusuf Nakuda, and my South Shirai family member, Roger Callender, as we preview each playoff game for this weekend. Plus, we share our feelings about the Colts stomping out their own playoff dreams and which franchise seems to be the most enticing out of all the teams who clean house this week. Enjoy, enjoy, please. South Shirai is available wherever you take the time to listen to my podcast shows from the big platforms to the small ones. Rate, review, and subscribe now if you haven't already. Hit that like and subscribe button, and you, you already know what I'm going to say, so I won't say it. Okay, I'm lying. Click on all the five stars that you see right in front of you right now, especially if you're on Spotify, which is a new feature now. So get the click clacketing on all my stars, please, please, please. And I appreciate that and you. And check out SashaRav.com to swan dive into my whole entire catalog. Lots and lots of content on there from over the years. But check it out as well on SouthSharav.com. Bookmark that. Once again, that's SouthSharav.com. It's the Out Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. I'm calling it now. It's the Niners year. I mean, shit, it better be. Welcome to the Out Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Welcome to the app podcast. Now, every year around this time, I'm usually joined by my South Sharad family member, uh, Roger Calendar, where we usually spend the time breaking down the playoff rounds for the NFL playoffs. And today, of course, is no different. How are you doing today, sir, before I introduce my next guest? <laughs> I'm good, Kelsey. I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on. No problem. No problem. But today we're also joined by a special guest. Uh, he is the pre and post game writer and editor for the uh, the the Cowboys Coffee Talk blog. Uh, please welcome Yusuf Nakuda to the show. How are you doing today, sir? Good, Calvin. It's good to be here. No, thank you. I, I appreciate you coming on, and and also I hope just you know for the sake of good spirit and goodwill, I, I hope that because you know being a Niners fan, I hope that we're gonna be able to be okay today. I just. Just gonna throw it out there. I hope we're so. gonna be fine. I, I hope so. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I I I can't wait. I'll just I'll just say that much. I I can't wait to talk about that one, but we'll save that one for later. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping me and you are gonna be good, Yusuf. I hope we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. Hope we'll be fine. I think we'll be week. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? The, the Niners are probably the one team that I've been rooting for since I was a little kid. I'm that's I'm usually very you know even keel when it comes to watching sports. They're the only mm-hmm. team where I'm like I'm completely nonsensical. Like I just me I too. Lose, so. I lose, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> now, um, before we begin this podcast, last week was I would say as it was as exciting as you can get to wrap up the season. Uh, but with that said. How disgusted are you that we're not talking about the Colts this weekend after the debacle against the Jaguars? Wow. <laughs> wow, well, was, that was like, just shocking that you think they'd beat Jacksonville, right? 
Oh, that that was that was disgusting. That was actually really and truly disgusting. I, I was just reminiscing about that beatdown. Honestly, <laughs> it was probably one of the worst games I've ever seen from the Colts. They were terrible. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass the ball. Um, you know, it was just all, all around terrible game. Like I, I'm glad I didn't put any money on the Colts because I would have lost. I would have lost it, and I would have hated every second of that game. Um, it was just absolutely embarrassing. And the worst part is it knocked them straight out of the playoffs. Exactly. Like, like I mean, you can't, you can't write, you can't write this. Like, this is like a script from Hollywood, man. Anything that could possibly go wrong went wrong in that game. And then, like, Pittsburgh uh, beats Baltimore, like the earlier game. My God, who saw that coming? No, seriously. I, I know. I know. I, I feel like Pittsburgh is like that gritty ass team that just won't go away. And it's like they start off very, very slow. They're always losing at the beginning of the game. And then but surely but surely but slowly they catch up. They catch up. They catch up. They catch up. And by the end, by the fourth quarter, it's like either a tie or they're on the verge of winning the game. And you're like, what happened? I, I don't I could honestly say I have never started and finished a Pittsburgh game. Because no. usually by halftime, Pittsburgh's losing. So I'm like, they're losing so badly. I'm like, whatever. I go and I switch the channel. I come back two quarters later, and it's either tied or they're winning. I I don't know what's going on with these guys. And then like the Raiders, the Chargers game. I thought they were gonna just kneel down, get the tie, right? Yeah. You know See what? I, I'm glad that didn't happen though, because I, I actually hated the fact that that was an option that they would have just tied and just both of them get into the playoffs in a tie. I, I, I like the fact that they, they at least try to finish the game off the normal way you would finish the game off. At least try to win it. You know, if, if the guy misses the field goal then it's, and then it goes into the tie, you're okay with it. But for two teams to sit there and be like, ah, let's let's do a handshake. Let's 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 kneel together and just go into the playoffs. I was like, nah, man, I, that that can't work for me. I, no, I didn't want to. Yeah, I agree. I didn't want to see that either. Like honestly, man, I like to see teams compete and let the best man win, right? Yeah. For sure. I was honestly, I stopped watching the game when it was 26-14. I was stunned when I checked my phone about an hour later and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, what What did I miss? I was I was stunned. I was actually I'm stunned. Not, I'm not even going to lie. I was the same thing. I stopped watching the game at halftime. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just stopped watching the game. I was like, this game's kind of boring. I don't know what's going on. And then next thing you know, like about an hour later, my phone is getting blown up. And I'm looking at these messages, and everybody's saying, "Oh, look, what about that's a crazy comeback?" And and oh my gosh, look at this game! And they tied it up, and they're in overtime. And I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" I turn back on, and they're in like overtime. There's like ten seconds left, or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, I'm watching um, Vegas basically charge down the field, and then um, obviously there was that um, you know the timeout that was called before. Um, before Vegas kicked um, Carlson kicked that field yeah, goal. Yeah, exactly. The timeout. The timeout. And I was, I was like, okay, I can't understand why he he didn't make the timeout because I don't know. There obviously wasn't an agreement between the two teams. Yet I feel like there was kind of an agreement between the two teams. Yeah. Because after that, I don't know if you ever if you went on Twitter, but I saw like messages saying how um, Vegas was actually going to they were just going to take Neil down and. They were going to take the tie, so both of them would get in there. But then when that timeout timeout got called, you know, Vegas was like, "Forget this, let's go for the win." And that's when they they kicked the field goal, yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's just a weird game all the way around, to be honest with you. Good game though. I mean, very competitive from the last ten seconds that oh, I saw. Sure. It. And then, 
Yeah. And the Chargers had like four fourth downs in the overtime or something. Like that was that was crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, ooh, Herbert put his Brady hat on and he was like they just couldn't stop him. They yeah, could not stop him. He really marched good. down the field. He's, he's yeah. a really talented quarterback. But, he is. He but, is. But you know what? Go, going back to the Colts for a second though, honest that kind of like meltdown is is a fireable defense. And I heard today, yeah. like uh, the owner uh, Jim Mercy, I heard he was like he's still livid from the fact that they they're not in the playoffs right now. And honestly, I don't blame him. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't blame him at all. Like Frank, right, right now, like he will. I don't think he's gonna get fired, but I think like going forward, his seat is about to get hot because you can't, you yeah. can't, you can't lose to the Jaguars and not just lose, but get your ass handed to you. Like that was to me, that was completely inexcusable. It was com- yeah, because they got whipped like the Jaguars. Come on. Yeah, and and, yeah. and and on top of that too, it's like that I mean, by far that was Trevor Lawrence's best game. I, I don't I, I know everybody's like, yo, he's having a terrible season and everything else, and I, I think he's gonna be fine. I think that they just gotta make sure the next coach they hire is the right coach. It's it's yeah. not gonna be a coach that's gonna be acting the fool once he gets into the league. Like they gotta just make sure the next coach they hire is is the coach that is gonna work, you know, hand in hand with, with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's gonna be fine. But I mean that yeah, was by that was by far that was by far his best game. I, the the point I saw was when I think it was like fourth and one on they were on the Jags goal line and they still mm-hmm. they tried gold like they were like on uh, first and one or first and two and they tried four times and they could not get in the end zone. Once I saw that and I think it was like towards the end of the third quarter, I just I literally just started laughing. I'm like, like like if you would honestly if you if you told me like later on if you find out later on that like the team was point shaving or they had a, a like a, a vacation booked and a team vacation booked and they're all leaving the goal like that monday i would believe it like that's the way they played i would yeah. totally believe it you know it's funny the funny thing with the jags is though the jags are they're they're like a sneaky team mm-hmm. they're not i can't even say they're a good team but they, there's times when they just show up to play. Like, aren't they the ones that took down the Bills as well? Yeah, yeah, they were. It was the yeah. Bills. They beat the Bills during the season, and everybody was like, what the hell just happened, right? Right. But, I mean, they're a sneaky good team. Like, their defense is solid. Um, you know, the offense, obviously, like Trevor Lawrence, his play is up and down. But, I mean, he's a rookie, right? And you're yeah. supposed to expect that from a rookie, especially in the first year. Right. I think Lawrence is going to be okay. At the end of the day, I think once they get, um, they need a few more offensive pieces. They probably need to show up that offensive line. But I really think that, like, coming year two, maybe even year three, I think Lawrence is going to be a really good, a really good quarterback. Um, in this game, I mean, listen, they live or die by the run game. If you try and 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 you, if you try and get um, Carson Wentz to beat you with your arm. That's you're gonna when win. you're going to have a problem. And I think yeah. that was the biggest issue I had. You have Jonathan Taylor, who's a workhorse. Like, that guy's been crazy all game. Yet, you know, you give him three tries from the end zone and from the one-yard line, and he can't get in. Like, I don't know, man. That whole game is just like, it's one of those games where it's like anything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. Like, and it went wrong at the most inopportune time. I I know that I know you've been on that Carson Wentz is overrated group. How much does it cost to join that membership? Is there like a fee? I'll, I'll join it. I'll join it now. I, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Admission is free, and we just saw an influx of a hundred new members after that game. <laughs> <laughs> just sign under the bottom line. That's all you need to do. Yeah, that that was. He's never been the same since he blew his knee out a few years ago. Like it's yeah. 
yeah, it's it's it's, it's deplorable as as to what's happened. I, I like honestly, I just last week we were talking about how like like the um, the Colts could possibly be like a dark horse just because of their run game, their defense. I'm like, you know, like we're talking about that, like legitimate, like conversation about that. And how do you go yeah. from that? Like, especially after when they beat the Pats, like a couple yeah. of weeks ago, like how do you go from that point to cleaning out your locker two and a half weeks later? It's so okay. dumb. It's so dumb. You can't write the script. You can't, you can't write the script. Honestly, man. Like I was saying, I remember you and I had this conversation and I was saying, these guys are probably the most dangerous team. It will be the most dangerous team in the playoffs. And then look what happens. They get blown out. Like, I mean, the Colts, they they beat the Patriots. Um, I'm pretty sure they ran all over the Bills. They did. Um, they ran over a they, – they beat a lot of good teams. But then they, they had times where it was like games where it's like, what, what the hell happened? I guess as long as you try and control the run and you take Jonathan Taylor out of the game, which has been virtually impossible all year long, yeah. you have a chance to win. But that game was just like I, – I, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. That that was that was that was deplorable. We're we're gonna move yeah. we're gonna move by uh I guess by the order of how the, the, these games are gonna be played. So um, I'll start with the first matchup between uh, Vegas and and Cincinnati. And here's the question I'll ask you guys: Who needs this victory more to validate their season? Is it Las Vegas or is it Cincinnati? Las you- Vegas, I would think. Okay. The John Gruden thing and like the way the season ended, when they're going to make the playoffs, not make the playoffs. Uh, Carr needs to do something in this game to show that he he's an elite quarterback in the league. Okay. Um, what about you, Raj? Um, I would actually say the Bengals. I would say that, well. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I I, I don't I don't uh, disagree with what Yusuf said in terms of Las Vegas because Las Vegas. I mean. Frankly, I didn't think that they were going to make the playoffs, period. I'm I'm actually shocked that they're in there and that yeah. the Chargers aren't. Yeah. Just because I watched the Chargers beat up on – well, it didn't beat up, but they beat KC twice. And, you know, they had a, they have some really good pieces, like decent wide receivers, fantastic quarterback, um, really good defense. Good and then game. I yeah. watched them get basically beat up by Las Vegas, you know, take it to overtime and then get kind of shut out and beat out, right? So, I mean, it's hard to say because you have Bengals, the Bengals on the one side and you have Joe Burrow, who is a phenomenal quarterback, who mm-hmm. um, last year he was obviously injured. This year he's playing at a very high level. Um, you know, the Bengals have a fantastic offense. You know, they have three really amazing wide receivers and T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. Um, they have Joe Bixon, who's a top five running back. Um, the only problem is their offensive line isn't that great. Um, Burrow, I believe Burrow's like within the top three in terms of of, um, of rushes and sacks. Like they can't protect him, right? They couldn't protect him last year and they definitely couldn't protect him this year. Um, yet he's still, he's still striving. I think... The Bengals have a lot to prove. Um, they need to prove that they can win in the playoffs and, you know, they could play decent when it comes to them going against the top ranked teams. Um, you know, I saw the Bengals take apart the Chiefs, which was, yeah. well, they didn't take apart Chiefs, but they beat the Chiefs, which I found really impressive because their offense just absolutely went off. You know, Chase went off for like, what was it, 250 yards on like 11 catches. Um, you know, they were phenomenal. Um then you take Vegas on the other side, and you, you know they lost Gruden. Um, they've had all sorts of challenges throughout the year, um, yet surprisingly they're still here. 
So, I mean, for me, I would still say the Bengals because I feel like everybody expects the Bengals to be here. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure on them to succeed. Whereas Vegas, if they come out and win, I would be shocked. I'd be surprised. But at the end of the day, it's like the Bengals have a lot to lose here, man. If they lose, you know, it's like the top team. The top team loses against the team that's not really technically supposed to be there. So I feel like there's more pressure on the Bengals. Yeah, and they're playing at home too, right? So, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel like the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders deserve their respect because you know, just considering what happened with them, with as you mentioned, the use of with John Gruden. The, uh, to me, the fact that they've made the playoffs after all that happened, to me, they're they're kind of playing with house money at this point. I don't think anybody's looking at them crazy if they lose. And mm-hmm. you know, this was also their first year in. Um, I don't know what their stadium's called, but it's a beautiful stadium. Their new stadium. And, you know, and they won their last game and it's a clinch a playoff spot and not settling for the tie. Like if they exit now, in terms of their fan base, there's no shame. I think they're good. Um, I think Cincinnati has to, I kind of, you know, it's, I guess they have to validate it a little bit more, but I think it's just kind of more about like distancing themselves from like the past than it is about the future because their future, their future is so bright right now. Right. Yeah. You know, and like they haven't won a playoff game in what is it more than thirty years? Like, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been <laughs> like even Detroit can't say that, which is crazy. I, I I didn't even realize it's been that long for Cincinnati. But like, you know, you got Joe Bur- Joe Burrow, who like I know everybody loves Herbert, but I I feel every bit as I feel as every bit as uh as great of that that guy is going to be like a, a like an incredible talent in the league. And then you got. You know, you're stable of wide receivers. You got Joe Mixon. You got a good coach. You finally got a, a, a sound, stable front office. You know, and then, and I think the most important thing, you got Joe Burrow, who's on a rookie contract. So the next mm-hmm. two, three years are like, it's critical yes. to get like as much wins and everything out of you. But like, I think this is the brightest they've looked in probably 30 years, just because like, even what like the Carson Palmer and, and the Ocho Cinco days, and even like Andy Dalton and AJ Green. The team always had some kind of knuckleheads or controversy, and you know. And this year, they just they just seem to be stable, you know. So they don't make dumb decisions. They don't create the worst penalties at the worst times. They don't do like these, you know, outlandish hits like 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 Vontez perfect back in the day. You know what I mean? Like it's just like they're just stable. They're just a good team. They're just sound all the way around. So I think like even if I, I, like I think it's just more about distancing distancing themselves from the past than it is. I think they're a strong contender for this year's playoffs, but if they lose, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's an upset, but like, you know, you, you still have definitely like next year to start like really, you know, counting this chips, especially with like Joe Burrow getting a little bit further away from that knee injury too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, here, and here's a, here's a fun fact. Now the, the last time these two teams played in the playoffs was in 1991. And that was the oh, game where the Bengals ruined Bo Jackson by dis- by breaking his hip. The hip surgery, right? Or yeah. Wow. <laughs> really? Yep. So this. Wow. So that was the last time they played it. They they destroyed Bo Jackson. So I, I kind of wonder if them not winning a playoff game is really like the curse of Bo Jackson in disguise. <laughs> Bo Jackson's ghost is uh, the ghost of Bo Jackson has haunted them all this time. Yeah, that maybe, might be so. May, maybe so. <laughs> That was one of the great athletic careers, man. So like that was that was my guy when I was a kid. Like and then and then if you know if you guys are a fan of Tech Mobile, as I'm sure you guys were, then Yeah. Like I mean, you know, who was more important to Bo Jackson? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And he played two sports and Absolutely. 
Bo Jackson was like a two-sport guy. He was amazing in baseball. He was amazing at football. And yeah, I remember in Techno Bowl, you couldn't stop him. Like literally. You could not stop him. You could not stop this guy. I would run like, let's say I had the ball on the one-yard line. I could go all the way back to the back of the end zone and then run through the whole (laughs) defense and score a touchdown every single time. Bo Jackson was incredible. And what what was worse, what was worse of Bo is like, God forbid you met them in the, in the Tech Mobile playoffs, and mm-hmm. and you know that computer just the, the 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 CPU option just gives you that like I'm just gonna <laughs> score every touchdown, everything that's like anything you do is wrong, everything we do is great. Like yeah. it always gave me that option that every time like I got to the playoffs it was like you know Bo Jackson was scoring five touchdowns against you, just had to work your way around it. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? <laughs> but who do you guys got for this uh, for this matchup? Like who do you, who do you think's winning and you can put a score to it if you want. I'll take the Raiders 28-21. Okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, I got the Bengals, man. I got the Bengals. Um, I think they're going to grind it out. And I think it's going to be um, I think it's going to be 21-17 for the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be close enough that it's going to be competitive. But I think the Bengals are going to pull it out. Uh, yeah, I'll say 27-21 Bengals, but I think it's going to be a good game, though. Like, it's going to be a, a better so. game than, than we realize. Um, yeah. Next up, we got the – the um, so the Saturday night game is going to be the bank no, – not the Bengals, sorry, the, the Patriots, Patriots and the Bills. Um, mm-hmm. should, the, should the Bills be nervous that another st- uh, snowstorm is scheduled to come Saturday night considering how they got manhandled by Belichick the last time the weather was a factor? <laughs> Um, I would say, I would say no, because the likeliness of them playing in those conditions again is, would be unbelievable to me. Like I've never seen that, that, what was it? I think it was a, was it a boxing day game or it was right around Christmas time, right? I can honestly say I've never seen any team play in in conditions like that. Not in at least the last 20 years, that is. Um, winds of like 50, like a hundred kilometers an hour. Like they could barely even complete a pass. So, um, I'd be very surprised if those conditions would, um, would, would happen again. Um, but I do think that the bills have a really good chances, um, this time. I mean, um, just getting into the game a little bit more. Um, this is the third time they're playing, you know, the first time was basically, I don't know if you want to call it the ice or the wind bowl, but that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, Patriots ran all over them, basically embarrassed them. Right. Um, The bills, uh, the bills offense wasn't really playing that well. Their defense was playing pretty well. Um, You know, they ended up, they ended up running all over them. And I felt like that game was kind of an anomaly um, just because of all the wind conditions and so on. Um, the second game, the Bills definitely got their revenge. Like they, they beat the Patriots soundly at every facet of the game, whether it was offense, defense. You know, Josh Allen was throwing all over the field. You know, Stephon Diggs had an amazing game. Isaiah McKenzie, he was absolutely unstoppable on those slants. Um, they just couldn't stop them no matter what they did. And the Patriots did make a lot of terrible mistakes. Um, Matt Jones did not play well, and he's a rookie quarterback. He played horribly, actually. Um, I believe he threw, like, two picks. Um, so this third game is going to be very interesting because I feel like, um, you know, the Bills, obviously the Bills have a fantastic 
chance of winning this game. And if I had to put the odds on and money down, I'd say the Bills Bills most likely would win. But then again, I can't bet against Bill Belichick, especially not in the playoffs. And the fact that he's had, this is going to be his third time that they're playing. I know that Pat's mm. defense is going to, they're going to have a game plan ready for them. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And how do you yeah, feel- like it's hard to beat a team three times. Like that's like... That's uh, virtually impossible. And yeah, with that, uh, with Jones, it's like, you know, he's sort of, he's not very mobile. So it's like, if the Bills get a lot of pressure on them, it could be like a long, long day um, for Jones. Um, And they have to mix it up with the run and the pass and get some pressure on Josh Allen. But I think the Bills will uh, win this game. You know, uh, Josh Allen has been uh, pretty good. They've been playing well the last uh, few games and they're, their defense is, uh, is 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 pretty damn good, and it's it's in Buffalo, so it's like you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. There there should be like a home field advantage, you would think, but like I'm still amazed that Mac Jones only threw the ball three times the last time they're in Buffalo. Like that's that, crazy. They, like like Belichick went with the with the uh, well, I, I like to call it the 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 Tim Tebow play call sheet because. <laughs> Like, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's basically what it was. Where it's like, you know, Tim, you're only gonna throw the ball like five times today. We're just gonna run. We're just gonna run nonstop. Like yeah. that's what it felt like. It was like, it was like, it was almost like he was doing it just to prove a point. Like he didn't have to do that. Like you know, yeah, he really didn't have to do that. But it's like he just did it almost like just to prove a point, just because I I can, you know, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. The fact that like you can lean on, and I'm not saying that they will go back to that, but the fact that you can lean mm-hmm. on on some portion of of that again in terms of the run game should make the Bills nervous because that was one of the most embarrassing defeats of the season. Like in terms of like teams just running straight through them like the Hulk, right? Like <laughs> like it, it was them and the Colts, right? Like the Colts was another team that just I think that was a game where where um where Taylor ran for like five touchdowns on them. Right, like, oh wow! So this this is this is not a situation where it's like their their run game. Like you can run on the Bills, like if you have a strong run game. So you can. I kind of feel like this game is like this is like a fight for like the soul of the division because like (laughs) I feel like after last season, Buffalo had a real chance to become like the king of the division for a while. And yeah, they, but they, now yeah, and, and like what the kind of way that they they regressed after I think they had a five and two start. The way they kind of regressed, and then all of a sudden the Patriots just started rising again. Like I feel like if you let the Patriots come and win this game, you you may as well pack it up for the rest of the decade. Like I, I, yeah. I just I just feel that way. Like I'm not saying the Buffalo wouldn't be good, but it's like I feel like it's like if you're giving like Belichick the Infinity Stones again, like once you let him get on top, like that is it. Even at seventy, he's never coming down again until he retires. Like they, <laughs> I feel like the Bills have to win this game. Well, yeah, definitely. The they, Sorry, prove something, right? Like I, I feel yes, I agree with you one hundred percent, Yusuf. I feel like the Bills have so much to prove in this game, mm-hmm. right? After last year, after after the Patriots lost Brady, Buffalo beat up on on the Patriots last year, right? And everybody thought these guys were the king of the mountain. They were the king of the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. They figured New England would, would not be able to um New England would not be able to, to to make the playoffs at least for the next five to ten years. Right? Exactly. That's what everyone thought. That's what everyone thought. Exactly. But then, you know, they go and they draft McCorkle Jones. 
And Mac Jones has played like he's a rookie, so he's kind of up and down, which all rookies are, right? Some games he plays good, other games he doesn't play as good. And now it's like they're both these two teams are both in the playoffs. They played each other twice. They split the wins down the middle. And this is their third time. And I feel like if the Bills do not get over this hump and beat the Patriots in the playoffs, I feel like that whole fan base is just going to like they're gonna drink themselves into oblivion at this point. <laughs> yeah, so they're gonna be like, we had our chance. We had our chance to put our, our our foot on the neck of the Patriots when they were down. We didn't do it, and now here they come, and they're they they beat us again in the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. without Tom Brady, which I believe is like that's like the the icing on the cake. And and I think I still think Buffalo uses Allen too much in terms of like True. it's kind of like if you guys watch the NBA, it's kind of like how the Mavs use Luca too much. Like, I, I find, mm-hmm. like, he's a good runner, but, like, you can't keep committing to, like, so many design runs by him. Like, he's not – as big as he is, he's not Cam Newton. You know what I mean? No. Like, Cam Newton in his prime, I should say. Not this Cam Newton now. I don't know what this Cam Newton is. But not – not I mean, but the Cam Newton, like, you know, from a few years back. Like, he's going to fall apart at some point. And, and to me, like, Buffalo's, like, really failed this season to, like, solidify their run, run game. It's, de- it's deplorable at this point. Like, right now, Singletary seems to be the guy – I don't care who it is, whether it's here, Moss, Brita, just stick with them. And just whoever it is, give them at least 15 carries. Let them establish something, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but who do you guys got? Like, who do you guys have winning this game? I have Buffalo winning this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to win to, to, to <laughs> prove that they can beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll, they'll pull it out. Uh, it'll be close, like 24-21. Okay, so the Patriots are my team. So either way, I have to go with my team, even though every everything inside me is telling me that the Bills are going to win. I say the Patriots keep the game nice and close, and they end up winning 17-14. That's okay. what I think. Wow. Okay. I think it's a close game. I say the defense kicks it up. They put pressure on, on Josh Allen. Um, I say they, they try and run the ball as much as they can, try and score one or two touchdowns, maybe a field goal or two. Um but I think the Patriots keep it close. It's going to be a cold game, so I'm ho- I'm hoping you know Josh Allen isn't going to be airing out the ball like they, he did last time against them. Yeah, I, I have the Bills winning 24-20. They should. They should win. I mean, they are the better team, supposed to be the better team, but I say that with very, like, very limited confidence. You know, <laughs> I, I, I almost don't want to, like, if you, if you maybe sign a contract, I would sign it in pencil. I wouldn't yeah. sign it in pen. <laughs> you know, like, I just I just feel like I, I, I'm i not confident in saying that because, like, again, like, you, you got Bill, Bill Belichick to this point right now. I'm just – the whole thing makes me nervous. Um, so the, the the next matchup is uh, is Philly and Tampa Bay. Now, is there any other team you would have rather see make the playoffs in this spot other than Philly? Be- <laughs> because I just – I don't like this team, man. Like, I know they – Me went- neither. They went six and two their last eight games, but it, to me, it's kind of like fool's goal, especially when you look at who they beat. Like they beat a lot of crap teams. Like they started running a lot more during the stretch. They took the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands a little bit, so allowed him to play more, like I would say, mistake-free football. But Tampa Bay is is really hard to run on, and I and yeah, I, I think they're supposed to be getting back Frenette. You know, that he's going to be eating away at that clock as well. And if that game gets high scoring, you're now forcing Hurts to use his arm to beat this team. And to me, he's not ready no. for that pressure yet. 
Because he hasn't proven anything with his arm this year. Like, his legs, yeah. But his arm hasn't... Like, somebody... Like, he was, like, in, in Oklahoma in, in college, right? So... Right. And they have to run the ball consistently for Philadelphia to win. And their secondary is not the greatest. So, Brady could have a field day. Oh, and no. they have to keep it close and try to win at the end. But I don't see that happening. No. Yeah. I, I don't either. I don't either. I, I think it's going to be, I, I, to be honest with you, I think it's going to be an okay game. Um, I do think that the Bucks are going to win. Um, but, I mean, the Bucks come with their, their challenges themselves, right? Um, you know, got to win towards ACL. Um, luckily, yeah. they're getting Fournette back, which I feel is a really big part of their offense because I feel like Brady needs that. He needs Fournette to catch those balls in the backfield. Um, you know, they still have Evans, who is fantastic. I mean, He's going on his eighth season, 1,000 yards, large, biggest streak out of any other wide receiver in the league. Um, they have Gronk at tight end, so I think he's still going to play well. I think Brady still has the pieces to actually play really, really well offensively. The question mm-hmm. is their defense. Their defense hasn't been good all year. Yeah. And I mean, people have been saying, well, Brady's throwing more than he has in any other year. But yeah, it's because he has to. Like when he goes against the Jets and the Jets put up 24 points against you, yeah, Brady needs to air out the ball or else they're not going to win, right? You know, the Eagles, I agree with the Eagles. I mean, they're a running team. Um, they were playing like crap before they decided to turn to Josh Allen because I, I don't feel like Miles Sanders has run the ball effectively. Like he has zero touchdowns on the year. I don't know if you guys realize that he has not scored a touchdown all year. Really? And wow. He's been, he's been in and out of the lineup. He's been injured all the time and he's not the guy. You know, I liked it a lot better when they were looking at Boston Scott and Jordan Howard because I feel like Jordan Howard is like he's a, you know, he can't really catch the ball. We know that. But he could be a touchdown machine. You know, he's big, he's strong. And then you have Boston Scott, who's, who catches the ball out of the backfield really, really well. Yeah. Um, if they run, if they run the ball well, then they definitely have a chance. If they need to, you know, if they get behind and it's up to Hurts to air it out to like Devontae Smith and, and Goddard, I don't think they're going to be winning this game. So it's going to be a decent game, but I, I anticipate the Bucks are going to, they're going to, they're going to do the job. That's what I kind of anticipate. Especially after I watched the Eagles. Didn't the Eagles get destroyed by the Cowboys just a couple of weeks ago? Well, last week. This weekend. It was last week? Didn't they put up this like weekend. 50 points on them or something like that? It was ridiculous, yeah. right? It was this weekend, the last game. Okay. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember. I don't really follow the Cowboys that much, to be honest with you. But I remember the Eagles, like, and I know the Eagles did have a few players that were out due to COVID, but I mean, Still, the Cowboys put up 50 points on them, didn't they? Or it was like something ridiculous like that. Yeah, still, I mean, even if you have your starters out, you can't get, you can't let a team score 50 points, right? Yeah. That's terrible. That was terrible. But yeah, but I I, I definitely like the Bucs in this one. Yeah, I would have loved to see Minnesota in this spot just because it would have made for a better game. Like, they're not, they wouldn't have won either, but. You know, you're asking, and you know, of course, you're asking Kirk Cousins to beat you in the playoffs. So I don't know how you feel about that, but like, I just feel like they're just a better, they're a better football team that just got snake bit at the end of games a lot of times. It's yeah. just, and it's so much so it cost Mike Zimmer his job, you know. But I feel like what the players that they have, like, it would have, it definitely would have been a, a better game to watch at least as a fan, you know. Yeah, no, like I was saying, I mean, <clears throat> I think it'll be a good game, but um, I think if if um, the Eagles do get behind, I don't feel like they have the firepower to keep up. No, they so, don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
So I like the Bucks for this one. Okay. And what about you, Yusuf? Who do, who do you? Uh, yeah, I like I like Tampa Bay for this one. If it's if it's like if they're up by three touchdowns, they'll win. And they'll start running the ball. So I'll, I'll like thirty-one seventeen for Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah, I wanna I wanna say maybe thirty. I'll actually go higher. I'll say thirty-eight sixteen. I'll say mm. thirty-eight sixteen for Tampa Bay. I feel like this is like a preseason game for the Bucks. Like they got like an extra preseason game in right now. <laughs> that, 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 because I'm, I'm like, and yeah. I'll say this: I might be crazy to to say this before we move on, but um, I, I feel like this might be the last great year for Tom Brady. Next year, he's going to be 45. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the fall off is going to start coming. Like he's super smart. He, nobody takes care of their body better. He makes great adjustments. He can still get it downfield, you know. But I just feel like. If you're a fan of Brady, you should enjoy everything happening with him this year. I just feel like, like, I, I honestly, it sounds crazy to say because he's playing so well, but like, win or lose, if I was, if I was somebody in his in his camp or his family, whatever, I would be like, you should probably look at retiring this year. You know what? I don't disagree with you, but I think he has at least one more year in him. I, I feel like when Brady decides he's going to retire, he's going to tell the whole league, this is my last year. And yeah. he's going to have kind of like a send off, kind of yeah. like what, um, yeah. who was it? Who was it that had a huge send off before? Like a Kobe type of send off, right? Right. Yeah. I, I feel like it's going to be that. And I mean, realistically, Brady's going to be 45 next year. I realize that. But in terms of just skills and arm strength, this guy's having a fantastic season. Like he he's he could possibly be the MVP of this year. Um, mm-hmm. His stats are higher than any other team, any other player, including Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he leads the league in passing. He leads the league in touchdowns. I believe Rodgers is a little bit more efficient. Um, you know, his team is basically tied for first place. Well, not first place. Their record is similar to to the Packers. However, the Packers have the first round seed in the bye, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, it's if he retires, it's because he's kind of sick of it. It's not mm-hmm. because his skills are diminishing. Um, but I I don't know. One more year, who knows what could happen, right? Yeah. He said he wants to play until he's like, what, 50? Did he say 50 or 45? I, I think he said 50, and obviously I don't think that's going to happen. But, I mean, no. um, <laughs> yeah. would I be surprised if he kind of drags it out until he's maybe like 45, maybe 46? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, he's always said, I'll retire when I suck. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I feel like there's 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 one big hit that's just gonna be coming. Like I don't know if it's gonna be this playoffs, but s- somebody's gonna knock his head off. Like you don't want to be playing this game. That means to be even be, be playing this game at this age says a lot about him, and it also says about a lot how quarterbacks are protected in this league that you could even think about playing quarterback until your mid forties. But yeah, really and truly, I mean, he's either the goat or you know, top two or top five all the time, adding more rings is not really going to, you know, put extra, put extra credit on his name at this point. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like, you're just, you're just playing with monopoly money at this point. Like, I don't know. I just feel, I feel like if I was him, I would get out now. Like that's, that's just the feeling I have. There's nothing that I've seen is just, it's a feeling I have. It's just, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when Favre had that great year, that great year with the Vikings. And then he oh, came back, and, year, yeah. yeah. And then he came back and was a complete disaster. And you're just like, yeah, because the age, like the age is, you know, in football, especially the quarterback. Once that comes, it comes fast. It <laughs> does. 
you know, it 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 comes fast and it comes harshly. So I'm kind of like, I don't want. I like Brady, so I don't want to see him go out like that. Like how like how like Drew Brees went out last year, you know, <laughs> or or like Big Ben is going out now, you know. Like I don't want to see Brady like that, you know. So like if 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 there's any way like he can think really considered, like who knows, he might he might he might actually retire, but we'll see. And and who's to blame? He's 44. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, let's get to the uh, let's get to the creme de la creme of this weekend. Here San, we go, San Francisco versus Dallas. Now that is, I, I feel like we should leave this game for last. Do you want to leave it for last? You know what? Yeah, that'll I feel be like fine. We should leave yeah. it for last. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's leave it for last. Let's leave it for last. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, KC and Pittsburgh. I, am mm. I am I the only one that's that's annoyed by this big Ben Hoopla that he gets to play at least one last playoff game before he retires? Am I the only one that's like wondering why no, he's like getting on this low? <laughs> you wondering this too? <laughs> yeah, like it's like okay, everyone's making um well, the, supposedly Sunday like was the last game, but they won on Sunday and then and they're in the playoffs, so it's like will it be his last uh, game? Who knows, right? It was yeah. like with Jerome Bettis in 2005, but Bettis mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl, so. <laughs> no, you're, yeah. right. you're right. You're right. But I, 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 I sorry, go ahead, Roger. I was just going to say, like, I just feel like, why are these guys, how the, how the hell did they make it to the playoffs? I don't know. I watched, I watched some Pittsburgh games this year, and Big Ben was so bad. His arm is pretty much shot now. I did not see him complete a pass over 15 yards all season. Like, I don't even know how it's possible. Their defense was bad. Their defense is horrible against the run. I've watched teams run up and down on them. How the hell did these guys manage to sneak into the playoffs? That's what I want to know. You know, when I saw them winning last week, I was honestly disappointed. Because when I started looking at the rank the rankings and, like, the playoff implications, I was like, these guys are going against the Chiefs. I was really looking forward to seeing, like, a Justin Herbert versus yeah. um, versus Mahomes. Or even like a Joe yeah. Burrow against the home uh, against Mahomes, and now I got to watch Pittsburgh. Like oh Pittsburgh, I'm like oh my gosh, that's <laughs> for me. That's such a letdown, honestly. Like Big Ben, like he shouldn't even have played this year, man. He played horribly all year long. You know, I mean, luckily they have Najee Harris, who's a phenomenal running back. Like this kid is absolutely amazing. And they still have some really good um, wide receiver. Like, I mean, they have your boy, Calvin, Deontay Johnson, who's amazing. You know, they have Chase Claypool, who's a little bit of a knucklehead, but he's still pretty good. And then they have that tight end, um, the rookie tight end. What's his name? Um, Uh, Pat, is it Fruit? From Notre Dame, right? Yeah. 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 Frimuth? 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 I can't even pronounce his name. Anyways, he's been like a touchdown machine. Like, he's played really, really well. And I think he has a bright future. Um, But Big Ben, like, dude. Well, what does it take? Like, somebody shoot this guy in the head, man. He's like old yeller. He just won't go away. How many like last the, games can one person possibly have? I mean, for the whole season, like, the the Steelers had a very inexperienced, young offensive line, and they yeah. they lost the guys on the defensive side. Truett was out. He had knee surgery over the summer. So they've lost quite a bit on the defense. So I don't know, like, how they're in the playoffs, but... <laughs> No, I, I don't. I, I don't. I can't figure it out. No, I, I don't understand it either. Honestly, I, I'm kind of like, it's like it's funny. The last two weeks has been kind of like a love fest for Ben, and yeah, I don't have a problem with him personally. Like he's, of course, he's going to Hall of Fame, but 
to me, he's been slipping for for the last few years, and mm-hmm. and as and and, and kind of like what you guys are saying, and it's much like the conversation we're having just now about the Eagles. I feel like the Steelers is in the, is, is in the same boat. Like they're just wasting everybody's time with this playoff spot. We <laughs> we know they're not going to beat Kansas City. They're they're not equipped to beat them to keep up with them offensively. You know what I mean? Like de- defensively, they're not going to stop them. You know, Ben doesn't have the arm strength to box with God right now. You know, I just I feel like they just I feel like he gave you everything that he had in that Minnesota game a few weeks ago in the second yeah. half, and then. Like whatever last bit of juice he had of of himself, he squeezed it out on that last drive against Baltimore. <laughs> you know, I mean they they couldn't even beat Detroit. I think they tied Detroit, right? They did. Yeah, you're right. No, they did. Gosh, like, well, what, what's going on here? How are they in the playoffs? Somebody explain it to me, honestly, man. I have no idea. Like, it's like, <laughs> how did this happen? Oh my God! How did this happen? <laughs> Anyways, I don't. I don't know. It might. It might just end up being like a bye week for 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 KC. Um, yeah, I, I. I don't see them. I don't give them very much of a chance to beat Kansas City. But like I said, I mean those. Pittsburgh's just one of those teams that just doesn't go away. So I mean, would I be surprised if I, you know, I stop watching after the first quarter, um, because KC is up like, you know, forty-one to zero, and then. Let's say by the end of the game, you know, it's 41-36 or 41-40. I wouldn't be surprised because I feel like Pittsburgh is that kind of team where it's like they start off really, really slow. And then they just kind of beat you down, beat you down, beat you down until it's like two minutes left in the game. And it's close to being tied. And everybody's like, what the hell just happened? How did this happen? So I don't know. But I don't think that'll happen uh, on Sunday. (laughs) I don't think it's likely, but I mean... I, I don't know. I suppose any. Hey, they made it into the playoffs, so I didn't see that one coming. Not by a million years. So, who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> Not likely, but who knows? Do Do you guys remember how it looked? Do you guys remember this when um when Dan Marino like his like how he looked right when he was like when his career was ending? And I don't know if you guys remember yeah. like when he retired and he played his last playoff game. I had to look this up. They lost mm-hmm. by like fifty points. And he looked like he he looked less like a like a Hall of Famer, more like a guy that was like an accountant that just decided to play football right in the middle of a playoff game. Like that's to me, that's like I feel like Ben's gonna look closer to that guy. He's gonna look like like the guy that like that that you know redoes your kitchen. And then this. Hey Calvin, I have it here for you. What's the score? What was the score again? Wait for it. Sixty-two to seven against the Jaguars. Sixty-two to seven. And I, I remember watching that game. I couldn't remember the score, but I remember watching that game. And, and like, it was like when Marino retired, you were like, thank God. You're like, thank God. It, it, re- it really felt like like somebody in middle management was, like, playing quarterback. It wasn't Dan Marino. Like, <laughs> it was I, 1999. I guess that was his last right, season. Like, right, exa- yeah. exactly. But he looked horrendous. And that's, that's to me, is what Ben is, is looking like. Like, I don't – like, he's like, to me, it's like – it kind of annoys me like that they're even playing this game. Like this, this game is definitely the game where I'm gonna have my Netflix like list lined up, and it's like depending on the score, like you know, but if we get to halftime and it's not close, I'm definitely knocking off some shows off my Netflix list. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one, man. It 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 kind of feels like it's not gonna be that type of game. Yeah, it's gonna be like I think it'll be not as close. So. Take the Chiefs, like, uh, 41-21, so. 
Yeah, you're, you're good. I, I, I'm saying Casey wins. The, let's say 35 to like. Okay, I'll 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 give them 13 points. So 35, 13. I'll be nice. I, I feel like the chi- the the Chiefs are gonna put a 50 burger on them. I feel it's gonna be like 50 to like. I give them 50 to 14. <laughs> And they'll get that fourteen those fourteen points in the fourth quarter when the Chiefs have all their starters on the bench sitting down chilling. Yeah, and 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 none of the points are coming from Ben. It's going to be from Najee Harris and like the backup quarterback that that comes in and just throws like a like a like the uh, the one final drive and gets them a TD. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I I, yeah. I I totally agree. Um, next up, we got the the Rams and the and the Cardinals. If the Rams don't win this playoff game, who was going to get the majority of the blame? Will it be Matthew Stafford? Will it be Sean McVay? Or the front office for for going all in on Stafford? (laughs) Well, probably Stafford, right? (laughs) It's not fair. It's like his first year in in L.A., right? Right. Uh, Yeah, I would say Stafford. You would say I would say I would personally say Sean McVay and the front office. I would say it would be it would be both of them. And the only reason why I say that is because I feel like every year for the past three or four years, around this time or earlier, just before the playoffs, the Rams sell out their future and try and bring out every star that's available mm-hmm. onto the Rams. And it seems like every year they seem to fall short. You know, last year. They they traded how many first round picks? I think it was two or three first round. I think it was two yeah, first round picks. Yeah, yeah, for Stafford. And yeah, you know, sorry. I like Stafford. I always thought he was. I thought he was a good quarterback when he was with Detroit. Yeah. But he's never. I don't think he's ever won a playoff game. I don't even remember. Has he ever been in the playoffs? I yeah, he played I, the. He played us in twenty fourteen. Twenty four, okay, twenty fourteen, yeah, yeah, in the um the wild card game, but I think that's did, did they but win? He's never won, right? No, he's, he's never, never won. won. No, no, yeah. So I'm I'm looking at this game and I'm looking at Stafford. Um, they they're coming off a four game losing streak. They're Stafford's not playing well. I don't know if you guys saw last week's game where this guy was like throwing up picks trying oh, to, oh, trying I to was connect watching. with Odell Beckham. Oh, oh, I was yeah. watching. <laughs> Yeah, Apparently, so I'm kind of yeah. like they play. Te- they play terrible, man. They played really, really bad. But I mean, Stafford doesn't have that experience. He just doesn't have that playoff experience. So I'm wondering what's going to happen when he's actually in the playoffs. Um, you know, they're going against Arizona, which don't get me wrong, they don't really have that much experience either. Um, but Kyler Murray, I think Kyler Murray has potential to play really, really well. Yeah. You know, and Kyler Murray, their offense has some really good pieces between Zach Ertz. Um, you know, they have James Conner in the backfield along with um, – I'm not sure. Is there other running back actually playing this this game? Um, I, I thought he was injured or something. I'm not sure, but I, I think D-Hop should be back for this game too. Okay, so D-Hop might be back, which will be a huge boost to the yeah. offense. And I feel like Arizona has a really good defense too. So I, I really feel like this game really depends on how well Stafford plays. If Stafford has another game where he's throwing up picks, they they won't even have they won't have a chance. They will get beat down. Um, but I do remember. I think earlier in the season, I remember the Rams did beat Arizona, if I remember correctly, yeah, earlier in the season. They yeah, they did. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I mean, anything can happen. Who knows? Let's. It depends on how Stafford plays in the playoffs. Let's see, because I mean, that team is stacked. They have pure stars on the offense and the defense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so technically they should win, but 
you know, who knows, man? This season has been so up and down with some of these teams. Oh, it's crazy. It's, I don't yeah. know if it's a yeah. COVID thing or like. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a crazy thing because COVID, you're hoping, and I don't think it's going to happen because I think the NFL is about that money. So mm-hmm. I, I think in terms of if COVID is going to uh, like have players, you know, playing, I, I've made the joke with one of my one of friends, one of my friends were, we're, we're talking about like the potential of that happening. And I'm like, I, I was saying that like, you know, if Brady tests is positive, they're going to be like, yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 Yeah, no, you're not. Get on the field. Is speak finger in the yeah, ears. We'll, and we'll, like, we'll, la, see la, 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 we'll see you at practice. Roger, really? Yeah, you, you're, you're Aaron, you're, uh, you're sick. Yeah. Okay, just get some Tylenol. You'll be back. You'll, you'll just go play. <laughs> you'll be fine. Like, I, they're, so, they're, guys, uh, Hopkins was not available for the wildcard game this weekend. Oh, oh a, he's not? Okay. 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 Okay, well, that solidifies that then. That solidifies yeah, so. that. But, but I, I, I agree. I kind of agree with Yusuf where, like, I think you kind of laid a bit on Stafford because the team just – it's a lot of pressure because they mm-hmm. invested so much picks and, and moves. Like, they don't own their first three picks in, the, in this year's draft. Like, none of their picks in this year's draft is in the top 100. Like they're they're com- they are completely selling out to get to be able to play a Super Bowl on their home field, and the joke is like it's right there for him. He just has to cut that cut down the turnovers. Like I'll, I'll give it to him. Yeah, like, I, I think he is a good quarterback, and I, and I agree with you guys. But like when everybody was acting like the Rams just picked up John Elway in his prime, like I was like, am I missing something? I'm like maybe it's me. I'm like maybe maybe those games like I was watching from the tread, I wasn't watching them properly. Like. I think those last few years for Detroit was definitely those lean years. Like, I don't blame him for that. But, like, I remember those years when they had some pretty good talent, like when they had Megatron and they had Reggie Bush and, you know, like even like a Nate Burleson and stuff like that. Like, I don't want I don't want to call him Jimmy G. Like, he's a notch above that. But, like, you wouldn't call him a superstar. Like, he always had the stats. But, like, I feel like sometimes he'd make mistakes or underperform at, like, the worst possible moments. And I, and I just don't. I don't totally trust him. I don't know. Like it's just it's 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 one of those things where it's like it's like even that that game last week and you know I'm a Niners guy but like so I'm being biased but I wasn't totally shocked when he threw that game ending pick. I was yeah. kind of like, ah, yeah, that's that's that, that seems about right. That seems about <laughs> right, you know? And and that's kind of scary like I don't think like to your point Roger like I don't think LA LA's moving like they're the Lakers. You know what yeah. I mean? Where like the Lakers, the, the, when you're like when you're in a town like the L.A., like especially with the Lakers, like the the Yankees in New York, they, they it's always a they always set a precedent where like they feel like they can't have a team without having superstars on it because it's Hollywood, you know, it's, yeah. it's La La Land. You got to have all the stars so the stars will come out in the stands and everything else. And to me, I'm like, I don't like sports. Don't work like that way with me, you know. And especially in football, I don't think that's that's the right way to go. Especially if if you have to give up. When you're giving up like your first three, you know, your first three rounds worth of picks like that. I mean, that's a difference between like your longevity in the league. Like you could be drafting like a, a star linebacker or, you know, like a, a running back out of the third round that could all of a sudden be Joe Mixon. When you start losing on those first three picks, especially like the second and third round, like, the, you know, that that is uh, that's 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 a tough thing to do. So it's like I get it because their team is really good. They're really talented. But. You know, like with Arizona, like I feel like I've been saying this for the last of the while. I feel like Arizona might be like you can they can make the case that they're one of the most complete teams in the league when it comes to talent. You know, they're, they're one of those teams, too, where it's like mm-hmm. if they're down, 
it's like, and I love Kyler Murray, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like when the team struggles, I don't always get the sense that he's going to be able to get them out of it. You know, not, I, not, I, not all the time. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree with you on that. I don't feel like Kyler Murray is the leader. Like, I, I feel like they always look at other people, other leadership on the team, like the J.J. Watt or, you know, or D-Hop or whatnot. Or I don't feel Jones, like Kyler yeah. Murray really takes the reins and takes control. Um, but just kind of going back, backtracking a little bit on the Rams, I feel like every year they try and buy themselves a championship. And for that team with the amount of stars and the amount of money they're putting towards the stars, I feel like... They need to win the Super Bowl in order for the for the for their team to be deemed successful. Like yeah. them winning the division is just not enough, um, and it seems like every year they seem to mortgage their future in order to try and win. And um, I agree with you, Calvin. Like, I mean, it, it, it's great to have all these superstars on your team, but just because you have you know a top running back and top wide receivers, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the the recipe to win. Um, because I mean, you watch other teams that win with better chemistry, whereas they have, you know, they have a mixture of rookies and and stars. And every year they get stronger and stronger because they have those draft picks and they pick those players up. Um, I don't even know. Like uh, I've told you this a million times. Like, how is the Rams affording all these players? I don't understand. Like with the salary cap, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't get it. They're paying. They, they're paying Goff. A, they're, sorry, Goff. They're paying Matt Stafford a ridiculous amount of money. Cooper Cup a ridiculous amount of money. Woods. Um, Woods. It's was like hurt they money. have. Yeah, Donald a ridiculous amount of money. Aaron Donald. How, yep. how are they affording all these players? I don't, I don't understand. I thought there was a cap. Like, how are they doing this? <laughs> I, I can't. I say it every single year because I look at the star power in that team and I'm like, how is this even possible? And then they got Von Miller too, right? Like they gave up a pick yeah, for Von like, Miller. Yeah. They have Odell Beckham. They have all these superstars on that team. Jalen Ramsey. How is it yeah, possible? Yeah. They're playing all. How are they paying all these players? And they don't have draft picks, so you know it's not as if they have um, you know rookies on rookie contracts. It's not even as if they have a rookie quarterback, whereas they could afford all these veterans around them. No. I can't explain it. Like, I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know what kind of voodoo they're doing over there in L.A., but <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. It's it's every year. It just blows my mind. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely nuts. Um, Yusuf, who do, you, who do you got winning this game? I think it's going to uh, be a good game, by the way, though. But, yeah, who do you got? I'll take the Cardinals. It'll be close. Uh, maybe 24-21. The win on the last second field goal with Matt Prater. They just all keep it close. Their defense is pretty good. You know, they're defensively sound. The secondary is a little, uh, little weak, but uh, you'll see Stafford will, will throw a pick when he's not supposed to, like last week. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Seth. I do see the, the Cardinals winning. Um, I think the Rams will put up a fight, but I do see Matt Stafford throwing a few picks, maybe a pick six or, six or two, uh, or two, uh, uh, definitely. Um, so I think I would give it to the cards. I'd say it's going to be 30-27 for the cards. That's what Ooh. I'm thinking. Wow. I, yeah, I have Arizona winning. I think we're all in agreement. I've been winning 30-28. to 28. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the Robert Woods injury, I feel like this is going to come. This is This is where it comes back and haunts them. You know, like I think of when when Beckham got there, like I think that was supposed to like make them like the dream team. But like with Woods going down, because Woods does all the underneath stuff, right? Yeah. And then and I think that's what they're they're kind of missing now 
well, and why um, Stafford is now starting to struggle. Because I think it took him a while to get used to Woods, and then he started really getting, you know, get, getting a good chemistry with Woods. And then once he went down, it's like, like Beckham is is a good player still, but he's not the guy that's going to do all the underneath, underneath stuff for you. He's not going to run like four or five carries out of the backfield for you. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to do all that stuff. So I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and I also I agree, and I feel like um, Odell and Stafford are still trying to build that chemistry together. Yeah. Um, whereas Woods, I mean, Woods has been playing there forever. And uh, I feel like Woods and Stafford have a real connection. And I mean, Cooper Cup was the top wide receiver in the league. Like he blew everybody else out yeah, of the water. Incredible. He really did. Yeah, he was absolutely incredible. But I mean, whenever you have a player blow, blow up like that, you have to remember that there's other players there that kind of take the pressure off of him. And I felt like Woods is one of those guys that, you know, he would take all, he would do all the dirty work, get the underneath passes and go over the middle. Whereas, you know, Cooper is always flying down the field. So I feel like Woods is, he's underrated. Cause I mean, every year, and I think Calvin, you and I have spoken about this. Woods is pretty consistent every single every year. year. Like he's a solid wide receiver. He gets absolutely no praise. And um, yeah, I, I just feel like losing him was a big part of the offense. All right, so uh, okay, let's let's double back. Let's double back to the matchup that we 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 all want to talk about, or at least two people on this on this pod wants to talk about <laughs> right now. Uh, other than this being like the best matchup of the weekend, is is there any way that Dallas considers? Um, and you probably know this better than me. Do they consider moving on from Zeke if he has another mediocre game? Can, I don't think so. No, no. I mean, can they? I mean, can they even move on from? <laughs> I mean, you can't just go with Tony Pollard next year, right? And Zeke's contract's pretty. It's pretty high, right? So yeah, they, it would kill them in the cap. It would go against the cap. Like why? So why do you think? I mean, I know you're you're the uh, the Cowboys guy. I'm the I'm the Niners guy. Um, but what what are you what are your feelings going into this game right now? In all honesty, like, what are your feelings going in? I know you're rooting for them, but what is what is your feeling going into this game? So here's the thing. It's the playoffs. So the playoffs are different. It's a different breed, right? The regular season's over. You know, the records were great, you know, and, and all that stuff. But it's like, it's a different breed, you know. Coaches have to get these guys on the same page uh, defensively and, and, and offensively. And we have to find what our true identity is, right? Like, I mean, the offense came alive last week. I think that's why they all played. They wanted to get in the like, sync, whatever. Uh, yeah. So I think they're all on the same page. So I think for us, uh, we have to like uh, we have to attack the 49ers early and get the ball out quickly, like how we did against Tampa Bay when we played um, the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So we almost won. So. It'll be interesting. Like we have to stop the run game. If we do that, I think uh, we'll be okay. So I don't know what your thoughts are. Well, you know what I want to. You know what? Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll share my thoughts. Probably like Rogers should sit out the the next couple of minutes. I. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. No, no, no problem. No problem. No, no, I'm joking. But um, like I, in all honesty, I like Dak. Although, like he's a he's got a a bit of a fumbling problem. Because I think yeah. this series had like 14 fumbles. I didn't realize he had this much fumbles, um, which is a lot for a quarterback. And he's—I think he's lost six, you know. But I—but I do like him. I do like him a lot. Like they got real talent at wide receiver. They got some young talent on the other side of the ball um, with um, Javon Curse. Michael Parsons is 
is, I mean, up until recently, he was, he was probably a candidate for defensive player of the year, much less because he's a rookie too, right? Yeah, he's a rookie, so yeah, he's in the he's in the mix for that. Yeah, he's in the mix for rookie that. Rookie of the year, minimum. Yeah, very, very, well, yeah, much, very much so. And his teammate Trafon Diggs, like they, those guys are definitely Pro Bowlers, you know. But yeah, like I, I think they're you know, Cowboys always had like they they had a they always have a definite thing of like being underwhelming in the in the playoffs. They got a history of that ever since 1996. With yeah, with, with that said though. My team, though, is is not without faults, and Roger can tell you. I've said this for years. I don't trust. I don't fully trust Jimmy G. You know, and okay. and going into this game, I believe he's gonna play well, but I I can't say it with total confidence like I would say about anybody else on this on this team. Okay. Am I am I gonna get the Jimmy G that last that that played in the second half last week against uh against the Rams where he was masterfully running the offense? Or am I going to get the Jimmy G from a few weeks ago in Tennessee that just couldn't get out of his own way? To me, he's the, he's the most maddening kind of player right now because he's <laughs> he's like your best option that you have right now for at least another season unless unless Trey Lance is like is ready by next fall. But you know what it's mm-hmm. kind of like? It's kind of like it's kind of like giving the keys to your your teenage son who just got his G two, and you you want to ask him to like drive across the province. Like the tests and the stats, you know, he passed a test. You know, like he could do it. But do you really want him driving to New York right now? You know what I mean? Just, no. Like, I'm, I'm not sure, right? Like, I, that's how I always feel about Jimmy G. It's like it's like you're giving your teenage son the keys to the Porsche. And it's like, uh, it's like he's going to drive it well. But then there might be, like, in a couple of months, you might see some nicks on the bumper. The, the paint job might be chipped. You don't know where it's coming from. There might be a flat tire. I don't know. You know what I mean? You just don't know when you're in those situations. So, like, I, it makes me nervous. But it's like. I, I think I trust him, but like I, I, I just it's, I, I can't say it again with confidence. It's like the pencil thing. Like if you made me sign, I'm signing it in pencil. You know, and, and this and this is supposed to be my quarterback. It's it might sound shock you to see, hear me say that, but I just I don't just if I'm being honest, I don't have total confidence of him because I don't know which Jimmy G I'm gonna get. Roger, now you can interject. <laughs> Um, I do feel like this is going to be one of the top games of of the weekend for sure. Um, You know, let's look at the Cowboys. I mean, fun fact, the Cowboys are um, there. I believe it's one and four against teams that have 10 or more wins. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, Something like that. Yeah. I look at the Cowboys and their offense is high power. Definitely the most high power offense probably in the league. Um, You know, Dak Prescott, amazing passer of the football. Right, yeah. he's got C.D. Lamb, who's phenomenal. He's a Mari Cooper on the other side, which is absolutely amazing. Um, he's got his tight end. Um, what's his name? Schultz, Dalton Schultz. Yeah. yeah, fantastic tight end. And then in the backfield, they have Zeke, who, you know, Zeke's had his issues, kind of up and down. But then they have Pollard, who's kind of like the young gun, and I feel like they have a very strong backfield. Over the years, I thought that the one thing that that um, that Dallas was missing was a solid defense. You know, they drafted two fantastic players, Makai Parsons, who I feel is most likely going to be the, the offensive uh, defensive rookie of the year. Um, they also have Trayvon Diggs, who has like seven seven interceptions. I think like three or four of them came back as a as touchdowns. Yeah. He's played at a very high level all year. The problem is that I never know what kind of what what to expect from the Cowboys? Like they'll put up fifty against Washington, they'll put up fifty against Philly, 
but then they'll lose games. Um, they'll lose games to like the Bucks, or they'll lose a game to um, like you know teams that you feel like they they should technically win. They're so up and down that you never really know what you're gonna get. You know, there's times when it's like you know Dak is airing it out, and he's like he has 400 yards and he has five touchdowns, and then other times where it's like he can't seem to connect with CD lamb or, you know, he's just dumping the ball off to Schultz who ends up being the lead, the lead receiver for the team. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. The team is kind of maddening to me and I don't know where they fall. So I feel like this weekend is going to be a really good gauge to try and figure out where they are. Um, you have the 49ers who, um, you know, obviously they're a really good team too. Um, their problem is their quarterback. I agree 100%. Jimmy G, you don't know what you're going to get with Jimmy G. And that is the crazy part. You know, sometimes this guy looks like Tom Brady and other times, you know, he looks like he's a rookie and he yeah. just can't complete a pass, right? You know, he has a really good, um, solid offense. You know, he has Elijah Mitchell, who's a rookie, and he definitely came out of nowhere, and he's been playing pretty consistently. Um, he's got Debo Samuel, Samuels, who I feel is probably a top top three wide receiver in the league. Yeah, with um, this, right guy's, this, this guy's scoring out of the backfield. Like, he's running in touchdowns like he's a running back, yeah. which I still can't figure out how he's doing it. It doesn't make um, sense. He's got, like... Five touchdowns on the ground, which is phenomenal. You know, they have Kittle, who's really good. Um, Brandon Ayuk, who I feel like, you know, he's stepped up as well. And they have a they have a really good defense. So um, I feel like this is definitely going to be the matchup of the weekend. Um, but I, I don't know. It depends who, who wants it more. Like, the playoffs are basically who is the hungrier team. Because exactly. playoff football is completely different than regular season football. It's either win or go home. Um, so, you know, Kyle Shanahan is going to be opening up the playbook. They're going to throw everything at Dallas. And, um, when I look at Mike McCarthy, I mean, I don't know, man, he makes me nervous in himself. Like, you know, he's horrible with timeouts. He doesn't know when to call timeouts. He doesn't know how to manage the game. And this is all the way back from when he used to be the coach of the Packers. Like he was terrible, like just calling timeouts for no reason. And, you know, I, I feel like he gets flustered towards the end of the game. And if there's like, you know, a minute left and, you know, I feel like if it's a minute left and the Cowboys are down, um, I can't trust McCarthy to basically call the timeouts himself and do anything yeah. that's that's actually proper. So, I mean, I don't know. It's it's. I feel like this game is going to be a throw up game. Whoever wants it more is basically going to win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think we'll we'll be fine. We just uh, we know what has, what's at stake. You know, we have to win, uh, or it'll be the season will be lost. So, <laughs> so I think we'll come out on top. Do you want my prediction now? Um, yeah. Here's one thing I'll add before you make your prediction. Um, I love your stadium, Cowboy Stadium, but it doesn't have like a home field advantage to feel to it. Like I feel like. Like the Niners fans are gonna travel. There's gonna be a lot of Niners fans in that building. When it's a hundred thousand people, it's it's hard to keep out all the fans from the stadium. I feel like we're gonna have about fifteen to twenty thousand fans in that in that arena. Or sorry, that, well, there was a stadium. plea uh, yesterday or today for the fans to wear all white, for all the Cowboys fans to wear white. And I do believe for playoff games, I think it's it's harder for the visiting team to get to, tickets. To get tickets, yeah. We'll 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 see we'll see but I I I feel like you know in in, in the spirit of what Roger's saying like I, I feel like we my, you know my side I feel like we got the team that that's that's hungry to win but you can go with your prediction I, I want you to go with your prediction right now uh, I'm gonna say thirty eight twenty four Cowboys you know, oh. we'll, uh... <laughs> sorry go ahead go ahead 
Yeah, thirty-eight twenty-four. So I'm sticking with that. Just because it's your team and 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 you're not a Niners fan, is that is that what it is? Well, yeah, I can't can't be a Niners fan. That's for sure, right? right. And we're playing at home. I think we're we're focused. I think uh, I think we know what what's at stake. What needs to be done to to get through to the next round. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, so I got the Niners winning 29-24. Um, they're going to be this year's team that you don't want to face. Like, they're finally, for the first time, I would say, since we went to the Super Bowl two years ago, like, they're finally getting healthy. We even got our, our, our O-line, um, sorry, offensive tackle, Trent Williams. Like, he's going to be coming back. Um, so I feel like this time we should be, like, healthy to, like, actually make a real run. Last year we got destroyed by injuries. This year, between injuries and COVID, like much like other teams, of course, you know, we definitely lost some guys, especially like during the middle parts of the year. But I feel like everybody's kind of healthy now and we're, we're getting hot at the right time. Um, and I mean, I should have more confidence in Jimmy G because, I mean, we did make it to the Super Bowl. We almost won, you know, two years ago. But like when Kansas City was going on that run, that's where I started losing confidence. Cause I didn't feel like Jimmy G would be able to keep up. So it's like I'm, I'm kind of hoping like. Okay, like, like I'm confident that he's gonna go into that to Cowboys in because he's had enough playoff reps now. But we'll see what happens. But I, I, I got my Niners, man. I, I'm gonna be in all, you know, you know, all red and red and black, red and black and gold. <laughs> I, you know, I got my Willis shirt. I got my Kaepernick shirt. I'm ready to go. I, got, I got my toques. I'm gonna be wearing everything at the same time. I think I even got some Niners cool. socks. Um, I'm gonna be wearing that too. <laughs> well, I'll have my. I, I still uh, got that, Calvin. Die hard. I know you're a die-hard Niners fan. Um, let me see. From my perspective, this is just one of those games where it's like, I feel like if I toss a coin, I could easily, it could easily predict the game better than I can, right? <laughs> when I look at it, I mean, it's the playoffs. Who do I trust? Do I trust um, the Cowboys whole team in the playoffs versus Jimmy G in um, the Niners? Because I think the rest of the Niners team is basically going to step up. Um I would have to go right now with the Niners. Um, I like the Niners. Um, I think they're going to have a very strong run game. I think Jimmy G is going to pass the ball effectively when he has to. Um, I'm thinking the score is going to be more along the lines of. Um, let me see. Um, I think it's going to be a high. I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. So I think it's going to be 35, um, 35, or I think 35, 30. For the okay. Niners, over okay. the Cowboys, I think both teams are going to score, and they're going to score a lot. And I think this might just come down to the fourth quarter, and who wants it more? Yeah, I, I definitely think this is this is by far to me going to be the best game of the weekend. Most definitely. Yeah, I, I, I think I like this is the game. I mean, for obviously for biased reasons, I'm gonna be, I'm looking forward to watching this. But like, I, I legitimately think this is going to be the game of the weekend for sure. Like, like it's not even close to me. Um, the the last thing I'll leave you leave you guys with was obviously we lost a good amount of coaches this weekend because you know out of the teams, oh god yeah lots lots of house cleaning right lots of house cleaning <laughs> but out of all the teams that that clean house like the last few days if you guys are a coach right now and you're looking to pick one of these teams to go to between Miami Chicago the Giants the Texans the the Broncos. Um, Minnesota and most likely Jacksonville. If you're a coach, or, or better yet, if you're a Jim Harbaugh and you were debating with the fact of leaving Michigan and going back to the NFL, which franchise would you want to play for right now? Probably Miami. 
Because, like, the Giants, they're in disarray. I don't know who the heck would want to go there. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I do agree with – I like Miami. Miami is the first team that kind of stuck in my head. And the only reason why is because I feel like they, they have a really solid defense. Um, and their offense, you know, they have Tua, who I feel, you know, still has a little bit of growing up to do. But they do have Waddle, who's a fantastic, fantastic wide receiver. Um, you know, they have some very young pieces. Um, they have a really good tight end. Um, I think they could use a running back, and I feel like that's something that they're going to address in the draft next year. Um, the team has come off some really great wins. Um, they start off really slowly, but then they won. I think it was like seven in a row. Um, so they have the potential to have winning seasons. It's just getting them over that hump in or to, in, into the playoffs is a big question. And I do feel like their their owner probably – dabbles a little bit too much and has maybe a little bit too much say in regards to the football operations. And I do feel that that's one of the reasons why Flores ended up leaving. Yeah. Um, if, if I had to say out of all the teams, which team would, would I say I would like, I would say, I think Chicago, I think Chicago is a really good team. Um, yeah. Chicago as well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like the quarterback. Um, I feel like they have some really good pieces um, there offensively, and I feel like their defense is still pretty underrated. You know, they still have Khalil Mack. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they have a really solid defense. So I, I feel like they're one coach away um, from from being really, really good. And also, maybe they could pick up another wide receiver because I feel like, um, what's his name, Allen? Yeah, um, I feel like, you know, Allen, I don't feel like he is, um, he is the best number one wide receiver for, um, or Justin Fields, because I feel like Justin Fields is more of a down, hit, down, you know, throwing 40, 50 yard passes. He needs somebody like Darnell Mooney, who's really, really good. Like he needs a, a wide receiver like Darnell Mooney and less, um, less uh, possession receiver like Allen. Yeah. So I, I think they, they're like maybe one receiver, maybe even a running back away from being really, really good once Fields gets his experience. So I, I like Chicago. I think Chicago's, you know. If Flores goes to Chicago, I think they're going to be really good. Yeah, I think um, Chicago is interesting. If but if I'm if I'm truly looking for like, I don't know if I if I'm especially if like if I'm Jim Harbaugh and I'm leaving um, I'm leaving Michigan, I, I'm taking a strong look at that Minnesota job because like they were, they finished the season eight and nine right, and uh -huh. every game that they played went down to the wire. And I mean, they lost way too many close games. But like, if you're a good coach, and if you can correct like a couple of mistakes, alter the mindset a little bit, there's a case where you could win about eleven to twelve games easy out of this roster, even even with Cousins being there. Um, mm -hmm. But I think the part of it where you what you're gonna have to shore up is is the like uh, on the defensive side because they were at the bottom of of most of the defensive categories, like. You got some players on that side, like like Harrison Smith, um, you know Eric Kendricks and stuff. But you're either gonna have to spend some money in the off season, or you got to draft properly in the draft, or both. But I think that team has a potential to be really good under the right coach. You know, considering you still got, you know, because um, you know Adam Thielen still. I mean, you know, people are talking about him like he's like this old man. He's like he's in his early thirties. Like he's still, he still, I think he's, I think he still has something left in the tank. Well, he does. He still does. Um, and then Justin Jefferson is just like, he's like a revelation on that team. I think the Osborne kid is actually pretty good. The rookie that they picked up this year, he's actually pretty good as well. Like there, and then of course you got Dalvin cook, right? And then, and, and even if Dalvin cook goes down, like you have, you you possibly have 
with outside considerations of San Francisco and maybe Dallas. But like you have probably the best backup running back in the league, and and um, what's it, Alexander Madison? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like basically when whenever Dalvin Cook like is gone, like he comes in and doesn't miss a beat, right? So it's like I think their team is right there. They're right there to like, and especially if either Chicago or Minnesota is probably the best bet because especially if if Rogers leaves, um, and Rogers doesn't go back to Green Bay, you have a chance to now own the division. Within the next year or two, like you have a, a strong opportunity to, to leapfrog them and, and take over the division. So if I'm like any one of those two teams would be really good. My choice, like preferably, would be Minnesota, though. I would say. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But the only reason I don't like Minnesota is because of Kirk Cousins. Plain and simple. I think his contract is like a albatross. You know, they're paying him guaranteed money. He's one of the reasons why they're probably going to have a tough time bringing in free agents because yeah. they're paying him a ridiculous amount of money guaranteed. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason why I don't like him. Like, I would prefer, if I was a coach, I'd prefer to go to a team with a young quarterback, um, somebody build. that I can groom and somebody that I can build around. Yeah. Right? Um, that's the only reason why I'm thinking that. But, I mean, Minnesota has some fantastic skill players. You know, Cook is amazing. Um, what's his name? Um, Jefferson. Jet. That man is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Like he's a phenomenal wide receiver. Thielen is a really good number two. You know, Madison is a really good running back. He's a good backup running back who can carry the load too. Their defense is terrible. Yeah. They've been terrible all year, and I feel like there's a huge drop off between last year and this year. Yeah, what happened? I, I don't even know, man. They just they just regress. Like sometimes your team just gets old. <laughs> yeah. You know. They just get old, and I think that's exactly what happened to them. I mean, they need to pick up some young players, and um, yeah, that's the only reason why I like Chicago over over um, over Minnesota. Like, I do agree with you. Minnesota has some really good pieces, but Kirk Cousins is like, I know, I don't know, man. I just don't feel like he's the guy who's going to bring you into the promised land. Oh, I agree. You know? I I agree. Although he's played really well this year, I, I don't want to. I can't rip him this season because he's actually been really good, and I don't I don't blame him for a lot of the losses. I think the defense just couldn't couldn't make stops when they needed to make stops when these games got close. But um, I, I can't totally blame him, and I, and I love ripping on Kirk Cousins. But <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm with both of you. I'm definitely with both of you on that. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens how this shakes out. But it's going to be interesting. I, I was actually surprised that Miami got rid of Flores, though. Yeah, that was uncalled for. But we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think that's a stupid stupid, stupid move. You just got rid of... Like, I, I understand. He wasn't... In the past three years, I think he was something like 24 and 25. That's what his record was. Mm-hmm. Um, but Flores is a player... He's a he's a player coach. Like, the players absolutely love him. Yeah. Um, I feel like he, he was just a few pieces away from actually possibly making it to the playoffs. I mean, they beat the Patriots twice this year. Um, you know, they did have some stinkers here and there, but um, all in all, I think Flores is a very, very, very strong coach. If anything, I'd say he's probably top two out of all the Belichick disciples, aside from Barry Bowl, who obviously is a very good coach, too. Um, I think he's a top two in terms of one of the Belichick disciples. Um, just really, really strong, like great defensively, um, you know, no nonsense, hard no, sort of old school old-school coach, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami picks up somebody else and regresses next year and, you know, doesn't end up having a winning season. I think it's a big loss for them, and I'm not sure what exactly they were thinking, especially from a team who picked up, um, didn't, didn't Adam Gase 
Adam Gates was there for how many years? Oh my God! Yeah, it was absolutely terrible. Yeah. So if I was to compare Adam Gates to Flores, you know, Adam Gates, I feel was he was there for like what three, four years maybe. Yeah, and he was and he was he the worst sucked from year one. Yeah. So I mean, I don't understand why they would keep him on for so long. But Flores, who actually gives you, they've had a really, you know, they've had a good season up to this point. Like they went on a really good winning streak. Why wouldn't you give him at least one more year to see if they could possibly make the playoffs? Why wouldn't you do that? But I guess there were some competing personalities. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I read somewhere that Flores, Flores wanted Deshaun Watson. The owner didn't want Deshaun Watson. But Flores wanted to draft Herbert. Um, instead, um, the owner wanted to draft Tua, and they oh, ended wow. up going with Tua. And there was a lot of things that kind of soured that relationship. Um I also read that um, the owner wanted him to tank so that they could get Herbert. Or no, they wanted to tank so that they could get somebody. And and Flores just said, no, we're not going to tank this season. We're just going to keep on playing. So, I mean, it just seemed like two personalities that just didn't mesh. Yeah, I, I see that. Um, I think he's, he's he's getting an interview with the shit, with the Bears job. And I'm like, if I was the Bears, I, I wouldn't even interview anybody else. Unless he tanks the interview, I, I would just sign him on the dot. Like, yeah, sign yeah I, I agree. But I mean, there are some really good coaches out there too, though, potential coaches. Like I still love the enemy. I think yeah. you know this guy's a this guy's a rock star. Um, they also have um, the offensive coordinator, and I can't remember what his name is from the Bills. Oh, oh Leslie Frazier. Leslie right? Frazier. Yeah. I feel like he he would be a good candidate as well. Um, I feel like this year is going to be a really good year for minority coaches because they have some really good ones coming out. Um, so I, I think the opportunity is there to pick up a really good coach. We'll see what happens. All right, fellas. Well, listen, man. Thank you guys for you know for for sharing your expertise and hopping on the no uh, hopping on the podcast. So, yeah, definitely appreciate it. Yep. Seeing how we broke you since Cherry, now you could you could join us more often now. So <laughs> well, nothing breaks my thing. Cherry. I get this on Twitter every day, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like Dak sucks. Get rid of Zeke. You know. Like, okay. 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 What, what's your handle on Twitter? Because I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check you out on there. So it's the first initial Y. Okay. And the last name N A K H O O D A. Okay. And then okay. you can uh, check us out on Cowboys Coffee Talk. There's a Twitter page as well. Ooh, okay. Definitely check yeah. it out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do the pre game, post game articles mostly. And and where can yeah. people and where can people find it once again? Just I'll let you plug yourself for the next uh, 20, 30 seconds. So it's Cowboys Coffee Talk. Uh, so it's mostly on Twitter. It's, well, primarily in Twitter for now. And then there's a podcast launching soon. Whenever that happens. Okay. And um, just to add to your 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 Twitter content, Doc sucks. He sucks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll I'll post some memes of 49er fans kissing or something. <laughs> no problem. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Thank you for checking out this week's episode of the Av Podcast on South Shore Ave Radio. And thank you to Roger Calendar and Yusef Nakuda for coming on the Av to break down the wildcard weekend's worth of games. Check out Yusef's site, CowboysCoffeeTalk.com, for his pre- and post-game breakdowns of each Cowboys game. I hope he has a lot of good things to say when, you know, he's talking about my Niners win on Sundays. I'll be back next week with a new episode of the Av. For you Spotify listeners, rate the show on that new five-star feature. You're able to now rate the show officially on that platform. I appreciate you. 
Uh, continue to listen, rate, review, and subscribe to all of the shows. Please leave those comments. And also check out SouthShareAve.com for my catalog as well. Once again, that's SouthShareAve.com. For Yusuf Nakuda and Roger Callender, this is Cal C. And you just tuned in to the Av Podcast on South Shirav Radio. All right, until next time, folks. Peace. We out.